Welcome everyone to the 209 Journey Podcast. I'm your host, Luis Urbano, and I want to wish you all a very happy 2023. This is the first episode of the year. I'm actually really excited to be able to share more episodes with everyone this year. And my goal is actually to get more episodes out. I know I haven't been able to post as often as I would want, but it's a new year. It's a part of my new year resolution, actually get more episodes on the podcast. And so if you haven't yet, please uh, follow the podcast, subscribe wherever you're listening to, so you can actually find out each and every time I post a new episode. Also, you can follow the podcast on social media at The 209 Journey on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I am actually going to be opening a YouTube channel here shortly. I do have some plans on actually doing some video work for the podcast show as well. So it won't just be audio. You'll also have a video component. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started with episode 21 of the 209 Journey podcast. Before I introduce my special guest tonight, I do want to say thank you to everyone who has followed the Instagram page at the 209 Journey. And if you haven't followed it yet, I highly encourage you to do so. I recently did pass the mark of 100 followers, which might not seem like a lot, but I do want to grow that page more. I'm currently at 133 followers on there, and I am going to be doing some lives every now and then, especially when I'm out in the community and there's events going on. I do want to share those. So follow that so you're able to find out when live shows happen. Also, keep a close eye on the social medias because once I start the YouTube channel and I upload the first video, I will be sharing more news on that. So check those out so you can find out when that happens. So on the show tonight is Marlene Dolores. She's also known as La Guera del Acordeón. And in fact, she actually started playing the accordion when she was just three years old, which is quite an impressive story. And I can't wait to hear more about it. She was actually from Modesto, born and raised. She went to Downey High School. She also has over 29,000 followers on Instagram at La Guera del Acordeón. Link will be on the show notes as well. So check that out. Give her a follow. That's actually how I was able to find out about her was through Instagram. So shout out to to IG for um, helping us have her here on the show tonight. In addition to playing the accordion, she's also a music producer, singer. She also does uh, play with Los Reales del Norte. And she has uh, both accounts uh, are available on YouTube, on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music among others. So go check her out, follow her on all those different platforms. If you do have Spotify, subscribe because musicians get monetized and the more listens she gets, the more she can get paid on Spotify directly as well. So definitely support on there and on the other ones as well. I believe the other ones also have the option of uh, monetizing too. She is also going to be playing live music here towards the end of the episode so you'll definitely want to make sure that you tune in for that i don't know what song it'll be yet it'll be a surprise to me but she did actually bring her guitar and uh, it'll be really awesome to hear music live here on the podcast for the first time so welcome to the 209 journey marlene how's it going hello doing good doing good thank you for having me yeah thank you for hopping on you know i i find your career very inspirational and I'm so glad that I found you thanks to an ad, which, by the way, you know, those things really do work. So, you know, keep keep them going on Instagram. Yeah, I got to be pushing that. I got to be pushing content out. 
So I, I do want to start, as I usually like to start these interviews, by asking you more about how it was for you growing up here in town. I know that you were also born in Modesto, just like I was, and you went to Downey High School. So walk us through first, you know, what it was like just growing up here. Growing up here in, in Modesto, born and raised, uh, I went to school here, uh, Thomas Downey High. Mus- music for me here in the in the Valley, it's it's been a journey where... I've met so many different people in the area and I, I've got to work with different genres from mariachi to norteño, like the different genres in regional Mexican music. Uh, it's, it's been really cool. Uh, it's been difficult of course, but uh, well, I, I've, I've got to grow up here uh, with my, my, my dad playing in the, in, and he'd play in his band in different locations. And I, I would go with my mom and um, I kind of wanted to integrate myself in the group. And he gave me this opportunity, so I started playing in his band, and um, I picked up the accordion. There's 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 a lot of parties happening always in the 209, whether it's weddings or quinces, and there's a lot of nightclubs. So I got to share my music here in the area a lot, and a, a lot of people have supported me, and I'm very thankful for that support. So talk to me more about the accordion. I, I read somewhere that you started playing at age three. So yes. how did that happen? I'm I'm really impressed by that. <laughs> Uh, well, the accordion was like super big and I was like three and four when I, I first got, I was like, wow, this thing, this, it's a beautiful instrument, but it's so heavy and big. And, um, let me bring it over. So in my family, we've, uh, we've had musicians for a couple generations and I think I'd be second generation right now in my band. We have a, a third generation, my nephew, he's, um, learning bass and, and drums. And so my influence was my, my family, my dad that plays music, my brother that plays music. Uh, my uncle, which uh, recorded with Ramon Ayala, uh, uh, first voice and uh, and 12 string bajo sexto. And that's always influenced me since I, I was really, really small. So any anything classic like Ramon Ayala, Los Cadetes, Invasores, that, that was really big in my life. And um, I guess because I heard it a lot, I kind of always jammed to it. So I, I finally picked it up myself. Three, four, I played one song. I would practice just my scales around eight or nine. I kind of got a little more strong, a little more, a little more muscle. And then from there, I started, I started playing diff- more diff- different songs, more, more complex. I studied theory like around 10 and 11, I picked up guitar. So then that helped me um, understand music more with the accordion. Cause it's, it's a, it's a weird, it's a weird instrument. And it's, it could be hard to play because there, there isn't a lot of, well, back then there wasn't a lot of tutorials when I was growing up. Now there's a whole bunch of content on YouTube and it, it's really, it's really nice that the community that plays accordion Musica Norteña has all these tutorials. Now um, I try to share some of what I know. And uh, I know there's uh, some certain pages on, on Instagram, like accordion hub, they, they share tutorials and uh, I'm in communication with them. So we're just trying to teach people now uh, this, this beautiful instrument. It's, it, it, it is a, a mystery to figure out the buttons. It's not like piano. Uh, where it's kind of like organized from top to bottom. There's mix match buttons. And well, yeah, I'm, I'm here I am uh, about 10, 15 years of playing professionally uh, accordion. Oh, well, yeah, that's really impressive. And I know we were talking offline, but that is one of my favorite instruments. And, you know, for, for anyone who doesn't know, I mean, it really is a, a heavy instrument, right? Like how, how much does it yeah. weigh on average? Do you know? <sighs> like I'd say anywhere like 23 pounds um some of the smaller ones about 15 20 they're diatonic accordions personally i use the brand gavanelli i've i've always heard gavanelli's the best for the best so like i gotta get me a gavanelli so i worked on it really hard and i have my sets of instruments 
Gavanelli, there's Honor and different kinds, different brands. I got to say hands off to you because I'm interested to, to carry that accordion, especially for like how long you have to be up in, in the stage. It's it's quite impressive to, you know, thank you play multiple songs and, and do that, too. But it's worth it because yeah, the music that it produces is, I think, quite like no other instrument out there, I would say. Yeah, it, it is unique in that sense. So uh, tell me more about like your dad's band, right? Los Reales del Norte and how he got that started. And then we'll talk more about like when you first uh, joined the band as well. Okay, yeah. Um, Los Reales del Norte. Well, my dad's been playing music for I think 40, 45 years around there somewhere. Uh, singing since he was very young, but uh, he learned how to play guitar in his 30s. Yeah, in his 30s. He broke his leg and he, he picked up a guitar. He's like, I'm stuck in this chair. Might as well pick up an instrument, you know, something to, to keep my, my spirits up. His leg healed, but he kept on playing guitar, and he formed this band called Los Reales del Norte, uh, originally from El Estado de Durango, and they have that northern Mexican music style. My brother joined the group, uh, he was like 11 or 12, playing the um, Tololoche, it's like a double bass, a stand-up double bass. He just picked up more music, more instruments as he went along, and eventually I was like, hey, Dad, you know, I'd love to play in the band and give me the opportunity. That'd be great. I I, I swear I'm, I'm going to study really hard. And I did. I studied a bunch. I At first, I didn't have a chance playing accordion. And I would play like a, a drum. It's kind of like a drum that a banda would have. And eventually, we came to the point where we're trying to travel internationally. And our accordionist couldn't travel internationally. And I told him, Dad, you know, I have this certain amount of lists uh, of songs. And I think I can do this for you. Let, let me be that person that that plays the accordion. I just, I need this opportunity. And I know you were looking for someone to do this, this tour in Mexico. And I stepped up and he gave me, he's like, all right, you gotta, you gotta study though. And sure enough, I did. I learned to sing, dance and play, which is like the, the three is, is difficult, but it's, it's really fun, you know, to be able to dance, play. And I, I took that role. Uh, we started touring internationally here in Modesto and from Modesto, we traveled to Mexico. We had a tour in Canada, from here to Florida, we've worked, or Oregon. We've been on television on Telemundo, Univision, uh, where I debuted two of my songs, uh, songs I wrote myself, Si Te Quedas O Te Vas, y, uh, I think about two, three years later, La Tua Brava. Both of them you can find on the internet, on uh, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. Well, we just finished our tour, this, this summer tour. Uh, we did Chicago, we did uh, Southern California, and uh, it's really exciting to be able to work this long with Loreales and Norte with my pops. It's, it's uh, honestly a blessing. We get to work together. Well, that's awesome. Being able to travel everywhere. Canada, too. That's, that's cool. I'm glad that you guys are able to, to go over there because I'm sure there's a lot of uh, Spanish music fans, right? There's a lot of migration that happens from yeah. Mexico to Canada, right? It, yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's strange. I was like, Canada, who, who would guess? <laughs> or, you know, but, you know, there's, there's a... Uh, Mexican culture everywhere, and that's my goal here is to share this music that is that is something I grew up with with everybody everywhere. That's that's a that's the goal. So you mentioned songwriting. I, I want to hear more about that too. Like, what was it like for you to write that first song, and kind of what led to the inspiration behind that first song? Well, I worked on it with my cousin uh, Juan Antonio Coronado Jr., and he's from Texas. He has that Texas style of accordion. And he helped me figure out how to use my voice because I, I was very shy. I was super shy. And he's like, no, if you want to work in music, you're going to have to sing. You're going to have to write your own music. And he helped me organize it and get confidence in the studio. So I came in the studio. We recorded it. 
the last piece that I had to redo was my voice. And I don't know, I, I found strength in my voice. And expressing what I feel, it, it, it's easier through song because it's it's hard to speak in Spanish as it is <laughs> and um, express myself. So uh, just poetry in Spanish, sing, at, at a, sing with music. It's it's so much more easier to express my my feelings, whether it's uh, something in, in life or something that I've lived or something that I, I get to be creative about. Um, I've written corridos too. Uh, and my pops too, he's got like a, a bunch of corridos that he's written over the years. Uh, so he kind of helps me too, how to organize my my music. Um, how should I finish it? What tone to put it in? It's really great that you overcame that, right? Because it is true, right? You have a lot of uh, singer songwriters and it just helps you, you know, elevate your music, right? And get to do more things. I know that you're also doing some like songs just on your own, right? Separate from Los Reales del Norte. Like, can you explain, yeah. like, uh, are you doing both or are you planning on more so doing more solo work? Well, here, here's the thing. Uh, earlier this year in Mazatlan, Sinaloa, we announced uh, on television and on interviews that I was going to pursue my, my, my career this year. I'm going to begin to do projects on my own. It, it's something that I've been wanting to do for many years. And although I am super thankful for the opportunity to work with my dad, I, I want to pursue something with a different sound, with, uh, with my voice being the focus. So usually I sing with my dad, we sing in duet. And now it'll it'll just be me uh, doing recordings with with different styles. I, this year I really wanted to do banda. I stepped forward with that. We did Un Millón de Primaveras. Uh, it was a cover song. And then I recently just launched another song on YouTube. I'm trying to remember the solo, solo contigo, right? Is that the one that you're? Es que solo contigo me siento volar. A uh, composition by Osvaldo Cordero from Mazatlán, Sinaloa. He's very popular there as a composer. And also his brother, Jorge Cordero, that has worked in banda for so many years. It was They started up there and they've had a lot of support. And they supported me uh, so much with help recording with the banda, figuring, figuring out my tones. Very, very intelligent, very smart people. And that's what I've launched this year. So it seems like I, I want to do something different this year. I, it is a surprise. I, um <laughs> This whole new year, trying to plan something out different. Um, and I'm really excited to, to share more of myself, more songs with just me. And I'll, I still want to record with my dad. I, I love recording with my pops. So I, I, I could say I'll continue both. Uh, definitely mm -hmm. will. And maybe maybe with other artists. So I have something with a banda here in the area called Banda La Nueva Villa. And we're going we're gonna to do another song where, where I'm singing with someone else in that band as well. So I, I don't know. I'm just keeping all my my options available to, I'm not sure what, but I, I just want to do everything. I, I get overwhelmed and I'm like, yes, let's do this, man. And then, you know. Yeah. I have to say that that song's one of my favorites, Solo Contigo. I was listening to it um, before we, we hopped on the recording and it's, it's really well written. And I don't know if, are you the first to sing that song? Cause I don't think I've heard yes. anyone else. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. He wrote it specifically for me to sing. And the person that organized all the music, uh, the musicians and everything, he worked with uh, Banda El Recodo. So he was super happy to do that. He recorded the tuba for them. And he was like, oh, let, let me do all the organizing of the music. And he did an amazing job. Shout out to him. To Tavo all the way in Mazatlán, Sinaloa. Wow. That's that's really cool that, you know, you're able to to do that. And you could tell, I mean, with the music and all that. And it really goes with your tone of music too, which uh, I think is, is awesome that they did that for you. Well, you know, there is yeah. someone else here locally that I think you should do a duet with. And I don't know if you know her, but I actually interviewed her a couple episodes back. 
Liliana Hernandez also from Modesto. Oh, Do you? I no, connect this. Send me her stuff. So oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll I'll definitely connect you too because uh, she she has another uh, story too, and you know she was on a couple of those Univision reality shows, and and I think oh, it'd be really nice to see you and her do a duo. I know that I think your career is a little bit more further on than hers, but I'm just saying that'd be really cool because both of you are born and raised in Modesto, so yeah, how cool would awesome. that be? <laughs> I'd love to meet her and, and share music. You know that if we if we can share and inspire one another and push each other to go farther, then that's that's what I want to do. I know I know that if I can do something like even just hang out with a get a coffee and kind of just chat about music i can take my guitar and we could jam even just a, a little bit something something that we could share of ourselves with music that's that's the best that's what i love to do yeah can you imagine doing like a music video in downtown right if you you and her do like a song and then you just have like different parts of downtown and you're just walking around different parts the with the arc the modesto arc in the background yeah that, that'd be, oh, that'd be really awesome cool. yeah <laughs> I'm like, you no, know the modesto yeah. sign the Modesto sign behind the, or like on the side of the JS West that has the Modesto in color. Have you seen it? Yeah. The railroad tracks, right? Right around the yeah. corner of the, the arc. That'd be cool too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a couple of different spots. So yeah, no, I'm like, I, I'm going to get my camera. I think we're going to make this happen awesome, <laughs> sometime yeah. too. Yeah, that'd be great. Cool. Well, I, I want to talk a little bit more about uh, your career and thus far, what would you consider to be your your like most memorable moment, whether it's like a travel story or something local? Oh, my most memorable moment. I've had a lot of moments, and thank goodness. I've had this long journey in music. Uh, just say like performance-wise or just like a story? Uh, I, I, let's do both, performance-wise and like a story. Yeah, you have a couple. Okay, performance-wise, it just happened this, this past year. So I've been going to this event called Hispano Fest in Chicago, Illinois, in Melrose Park for, I think, about 10 years now. Uh, first, I started opening the event, and then I, I built up my way. And this year, after 10 years, I got to close the event, the entire, the whole the whole shebang. I was really excited. The, the, the stage was great. The crowd was wonderful. They were loving it. I was singing with them. And everybody was turning up. The left side, the right side had their own dance floor. And I... Mid performance, I see someone pull out a chicken, and I was like, "Is this? Am I seeing this right?" We're in the middle of like a zapateada. Everybody's dancing here. Everybody's gigging. I'm I'm doing my spins, dancing with my accordion. And I tell my dad live, live through the microphone. Don Chevo, is there? Is that a huitlacoche or like a, just a, a different kind of bird? He's like, "No, that's a chicken for sure." And um, everybody around started noticing this guy with the chicken in his hands, like one of those fighting chickens, oh. um, <laughs> like a, a gallo de pelea. Yeah, and. I just started turning up. We're, we're in the middle of dancing. Y ahora el gallo. Y ahora el gallo. And everybody started turning up. Yeah, the chicken. Ah, and I, it, was, it, was, it was like a whole giant parking lot full of people. And we were all turning up with this chicken. Eventually, I get down from the stage and I go dance myself with the chicken. And oh. the, the video is on YouTube. And it was just something I, it, it like wrapped up the night in, in a way that I had worked every single year on my show, trying to build up to different things and to be able to close it. And also have this chicken turning up this party. I don't know. It was, it was something else. And my, it, we all remember it. We all remember laughing. Like, we couldn't believe that it was happening. But yeah, shout out to that guy. I don't know where you're at, but saludos, amigo. Y ahora el gallo. We almost like, we were like, want to write a song about it. Like something funny and silly. Like, you know how cumbias or, or, yeah. or certain dancing songs are always about something like random. La bota. Yeah. Or, you know, la chona or something. So we're like, el gallo. <laughs> so that was probably one of the 
the the funniest things that we've had recently happened to us and something memorable. Uh, oh well, I, yeah, I think that'd be it. I think that'd be it for for performing. That was that was really awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. You guys need to write a song about that. I feel like it, it, <laughs> the moment happened. It kind of lent itself to it. So <laughs> it needs yeah, to be, it was yeah. it was hilarious. Um, <laughs> I, I I couldn't believe what was happening. <laughs> Well, I'll have to look up the video so I could share it on, on the socials and everyone can have a, a good laugh. And that, that video should have been viral, I'm just saying, because you don't really see that. Yeah. And I seen some, some other people because everybody was recording this chicken, uh, too, so that they, you could see that I had multiple views of different people recording this 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 guy who in the middle of an entire dance floor. I don't know how they got it in there <laughs> or where, where this guy had come from. Why was a chicken there? It was like a family event. I don't, I don't know. That's funny though. Yeah. So, what would you say has been like the biggest performance you've had, like the venue wise so far? I think, uh, well, like with the most people or uh, like nightclubs. Do... The nightclubs are more more closed in. Yeah, let's do like most people and maybe like an iconic spot. Could have been smaller, but just like an iconic place. I, I think it's got to be that one, Hispano Fest. It's been around for a while. And there were, there's, as you'll see in the video, there's people way far in the back. I don't know how many hundreds of people were there. It was jam-packed. And uh, I got to uh, sing with them, dance with them. I got some shout-out videos with them because I, I went down and I danced with them. Usually people say, don't go into the crowd. Oh. You know, it's very dangerous to go into the crowd. <laughs> and I don't know what I, I, I felt. I felt the crowd and I was like, this crowd, they're awesome. Let's let's go dance. I, I even have a video where I'm like running down off the stage. I'm trying to be quick because there's only so much time we have. And I'm running across the whole entire lot of the the, the big old place. And I, I it was just epic. Uh, for me, the buildup of 10 years from opening the event, because it's an event that starts like at 2 p.m. And, and it ends like at 11 at night. Every year I, I move up a slot. And there was one year that I didn't go. I, I think I went to television during that time uh, to launch La Tua Brava. And it was in September. And that's when the event happens. It's for um, El Día de la Independencia, but it's not, not Cinco de Mayo. It's the uh, one in September. Yeah, so the, those, the actual those day. Week, yeah, yeah, that, that actual one. <laughs> um, the, during that time, they have a lot of events in Chicago. And I think that's the one that I've been able to have most connection with the crowd and most exposure to so many people because Chicago's uh, an entire huge area. There's so, so many small cities around. And there's all this Hispanic community that I've, I've always wanted to share. And, share our, our culture with them young young children young kids um young adults they get it they get impressed by that and when they see our culture something positive something something happy and and just that moves you whether it's a, a sad song about a rancho or something silly and fun like lechona and we're just you know having that ambient you get that feel of our our mexican culture which our music is uh musica regional and that that stays with them and so many years uh Passed by, I know that every year they um, they give out scholarships to uh, people in their community, and I don't know exactly how they pick them, but students apply, and they a certain amount of them get scholarships for for college. Yeah, that, that's that, that's that. really nice. Yeah, so that that would probably be my most my most biggest event that I've ever had, where wow. I close the the event and everything. Yeah, it just goes to show, right? I mean, hard work gets you places, and mm. they start to notice that, right, year over year. Yeah. And- they that, that's that's how you ended up there and, and that's that's really awesome to to get to that point well yeah. now i want to know a little bit more about the first time that you actually stepped on stage to actually sing rather than you know just like play the accordion yeah uh, what was that like for you just knowing that you know okay now i have to sing live and 
Just what was that experience like? Well, my dad went on tour with Los Reales to Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, we had a certain nightclubs that we could do in that area. And it was my first time touring here in the United States there. I was super nervous because I had one song that I would sing, just one. I wasn't big on singing lots of hours of songs or a whole set of songs. I just had one song. So we went up, we put our, all our instruments on, uh, microphones close by and everything. We started and I was so nervous. I was completely, people always see me like now, how do you get nervous? And I, w- I was nervous. If you can't imagine it, trust me, I was nervous. My legs were shaking. I was sweating a whole storm of sweat. And I was super nervous. And my dad, every like two or three songs would turn back and be like, you going to sing your song now? And I'm like, keep, keep it going. Keep it rolling because I'm not going to sing it. And we almost got to the last two, three songs. And my, my dad was like calling him like, hey, you're, if you're going to sing your song, you got to sing your song now. <sighs> okay, here we go. And luckily I had that drum and I was leaning on it because my legs were like spaghetti like this. They were, they were moving. I was shaking. I couldn't. I think I forgot my song halfway through. <laughs> But I, I sing and I people loved people clapped and I I'm, I was glad that the crowd received it well but it, it was it was nerve wracking I I didn't know how my dad could do this my dad's always been like a superhero to me like he gets up there and he's jamming and people are drinking and it's a cool time dancing and now me up there for the first time I I was completely nervous but I was really glad when we got down like I did it I did it dad <laughs> I almost did it I kept pushing it kept pushing the song along but eventually he's like okay what now's the time yeah I was I was very thankful for the opportunity yeah no that's really good and and like I said earlier right sometimes you just have to like push yourself and step out of your uh boundary and you know I know you mentioned you were shy before and I think you know, I've heard those stories a couple of times and I'm like that way too. I was like super shy, super introvert. And I'm here like talking to a lot of people that I don't know on all the podcasts that I do. And it's, it's really fun, you know, when you're able to kind of overcome that barrier. Yeah. So I guess if I could recommend something for people that are starting, like, uh, don't be afraid to push yourself out of your, your comfort zone, you know, practice a lot, but push yourself out there because, if you don't push yourself out there, you don't know what you're going to do. And you should you should always give yourself the, the benefit of the doubt. Like, just give it a try. Just just go for it. You know? Yeah. And now now you're where you're at. Right. Thanks to <laughs> thanks to that moment there. Well, now I want to know here locally in the 209, what was the first venue that you performed at? Here in the 209? Oh, well, I've, I've done a couple. <laughs> I'm trying to remember which one was the first, though. Or you can name off a couple, too. I know it might be kind of okay. hard if there's been a couple there. <laughs> There was El Paraíso that's here, or it's closed down now because it did not survive the pandemic time. Mm-hmm. El Paraíso de Crow's Landing. Uh, we did El Botanero, which back then I think it was called La Huacana here on Crow's Landing as well. Mm-hmm. We've done Palladium a long time ago. I uh, started traveling more, so I do Palladium not, not so often now. Fresno, I think we did a couple couple ones in Los Arcos in Fresno. Uh, I don't know if it's 209 over there, though. That might, that might, not, that might not be 209. Um, it's all good though it's the valley yeah it, it's 559 yeah. but it's it's all good <laughs> tropicana of sacramento i believe uh we done a uh, concord which one did we do roberto tapia dad my dad's over here on the <laughs> el rancho de concord el rancho de concord we uh accompany roberto tapia one night uh oh. because he's a singer he needs uh, musicians to accompany him and sometimes when you're traveling it's just easier to get someone in the area uh he had heard our cd and um, I don't think there's no video of, of us playing with him, but we, we did that too. There's been, there's been a couple, couple different spots here in the area. And we also do play a lot of events here locally with um, like private events, quinces, weddings, 
uh, baptisms. Dicen unos músicos hasta divorcio. <laughs> <laughs> Bodas, divorcio, everything. Yeah, yeah, we played a little bit of everything in there, you know. That's the great thing about music, right? There's a, <laughs> there's a good song for any moment in life, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's really awesome that you got to um, perform with Roberto Tapia. Is there like any other artists that you've had to also do the same for? Or uh, There's Los Chavos del Rancho, very popular in the area of Chicago. I'm trying to think of all of them. Uh, Tony Coronado, my uncle, we've also shared the stage with him. Work with them. I can't remember right now. You caught me, you caught me off guard yeah. on that one. But there, <laughs> there, there's a lot of people that I've met, a lot of people that I just seen music with uh, for the moment and no one records and kind of just forget about it. <laughs> but Roberto Tapia was one that was really cool. Oh, the accordion player to, I think, Los Originales de San Juan, El Gato. He's showed me a lot on the accordion. I got I to gotta go back in my mind. Oh, Los Amos are my cousins. Los Amos de Nuevo León. Okay. Now known as Los Amos. They, they also taught me a lot on, on the accordion, how to sing, how to do segunda. It's very, very difficult to separate your voice and, and to sing in a duet and not be like uh, two voices on top of each other all the time. Oh, that's awesome. You've got to do all that. And there should be a video somewhere with Roberto Tapia. You know, people are always taking video. To be, right? Yeah. Somewhere. It's got to be. Yeah. <laughs> I have a photo. I only have a photo that I took with him right afterwards. It was like, oh my gosh, Roberto Tapia. It was really nice. Well, k kind of uh, on the topic of venues, uh, what's a dream venue that you like someday want to perform at? I would love to do Pico Rivera, uh, the stadium, uh, not the stadium, like uh, the arena in Pico. Uh, there's a lot of events that happen there. And I've had a lot of friends that work there. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, maybe one day me, that's the the, the dream, you know, I got to keep working on it, of course. And, and this year I'm going to be pushing a lot of different material. Hopefully someone sees it in and I get there one day to, to, to that goal. What about here locally? Uh, is there like a place that you haven't performed at yet that like you want to perform like anywhere in the valley? Well, if they if they take me, yeah, uh, I would love to work. I uh, seen La Vaca en Brazas. It's in Stockton. I thought it was pretty cool. It's like uh, it's got a good location and a lot of people go there. They do a lot of events. I, I haven't checked it out yet, but um, I'm sure if like I connect myself, talk to somebody. Um, very, very cool. Very cool spot. I see, I follow them on uh, Instagram and I see they have really nice events there. Uh, another one, I guess, uh, Bodega, uh, Bodega 57 in downtown Modesto as well. It's a cool spot. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they recently opened it, right? Or not too long ago? Yeah, it's like a, right, a couple months spot? ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they do events. They do uh, like hip hop nights and they do Norteño. They do Banda. So it's really cool. All these different spots are opening up and they're... They're, they got cool spots. They do. Yeah. Really good ambient. Well, on the topic of dream, we're just like dreaming here, but <laughs> um, who is like, or it could be, I know it's probably hard just to pick one person, but uh, name off like maybe a couple of like people that you would want to do um, like duels with, ideally, like if you could choose anyone. I would love to work with Danny Felix. I don't know if you've heard of Danny Felix and, and his story and, and he's a uh, very, very intelligent uh, was able to pioneer a different style of music, uh, musica tumbado, like corridos tumbados. Uh, he he worked with Natanael Cano and they produced this style. It's, uh, a, a lot of people had been doing tumbado, but they just elevated it to a different level. And he's really smart. I'd love to I'd love to work with him. His voice I feel would match my voice, where we can do a duet together. He plays accordion and, and guitar. And if you play guitar and play accordion, it'd be a really cool duet. Uh, who else? I would love to do something with Alejandro Fernandez. Like, that's like a super dream. Like, oh my gosh. 
like he's, he's got this beautiful voice uh, it's very powerful and I, I feel like I, I can I could do a duet with him one day and even if it's just for a moment a passing uh, just a second passing by I could sing with that guy I would love to it's hard it's hard to think of, of someone but uh, there's there's so many new artists and I, I would love to work with like almost anybody if, if they have a, a project with me I would love to work with them you know someone that comes to mind just because uh, he's been to Modesto a couple of times at this point he should probably have a house because he's been at the Gallo Center a couple of times uh, Ramon Ayala how cool oh, yeah, would that Ramon. be if they they just invited you just to maybe open for one of his you know again yearly at this point <laughs> concerts he does at the Gallo Center yeah, that'd be awesome. And he does support a lot of, a lot of new artists, different artists. Sometimes he does a, he brings them on stage. So yeah, Ramon would be great. Well, we got to connect with the Gallo Center. Yeah. <laughs> Make it happen. But yeah, he's there every year, you know, and, you know, I think yeah. it would be really nice if, I don't know if they do that. I unfortunately haven't been able to go see one of his concerts, but if they don't, then I think just an idea for, for the Gallo Center. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be awesome. So out of all the songs that you've played so far, and this is like a two-part thing, like play and also sing, um, what's your favorite song to play and your favorite song to sing? My favorite song to play is El Barco. It's a song about uh, un marinero, a, a, a sailor um, from Mazatlán. And um, I love playing that song. I don't know, it's just something brings me a joy to play that song. It's one of my favorites. And uh, to sing... My favorite song to sing is uh, Mi Ranchito. Quedó mi ranchito triste y abandonado y a mi labor. And so I guess my my favorite song. And then I know I know you talked about it earlier, but just to maybe get as more details as possible. <laughs> Future career plans. What are some of the things that you could talk about that you have planned either for this year or just like in years ahead? Like let's just say from a year to five years from now. I want to I want to record the banda. It's a it's a really big project that I've been working on for a couple of years without having launched anything, just developing it. How I, how I want to sing, what I'm going to be singing live with them. So I know that I have a banda here that I would like to work with, La Banda La Nueva Villa. We're we're launching a song here in a couple of weeks. We're going to do a video clip, and I would love to work with them in the future or any banda in the area. There's a lot of versatility with like brass instruments or just band, just the sound of band. There's so much that could be done there. Uh, and I'm very interested in exploring that and, and bringing something different with still that, that sound, that, that Mexican sound to it. But, you know, just, I, I can't, I can't say too much, but <laughs> I, I am excited to, to share something like that. And uh, I do want to do a little bit of a mariachi. That would be really cool in the future, in the foreseeable future. It's it's something also very very difficult to organize. So many instruments like violins, so they, they do more string, guitar, uh, guitarron, vihuela. All those instruments uh, they have a very romantic sound to me. So one is like banda is really powerful, and mariachi is just so romantic, and and the lyrics in Spanish seem more poetic with you have when you have a mariachi in the background. So I'm gonna be <laughs> doing that the, the, later this year. Really excited for that. Yeah, they really do, right? That's why las serenatas are are so tied yeah. to romanticism yeah. and, and Mexico and all that. <laughs> well, you know, we promised earlier, um, thank you for playing some live music. I don't know what song you're going to play quite yet. We kind of kept it as a surprise. So I'll go ahead and let you uh, kind of get settled with uh, what you want to oh, yeah. share with us tonight. Uh, oh yeah that's actually perfect you mentioned it earlier so that works yeah. here we go 
Atrás en la montaña Donde temprano se oculta el sol Quedó mi ranchito triste Y abandonado y a mi labor Ay, corazón que te vas para nunca volver no me digas adiós no te despidas jamás si no quieres saber de la ausencia el dolor Well, th thank you for doing that. I actually inserted some uh, applauses too. You can't hear them right now, but <laughs> I, I put them in post. Uh, that, that was really great. Um, really appreciate that. And like I mentioned before, at some point we are going to be doing uh, live shows here on the podcast and I'll probably invite you and then a couple other musicians from the area to kind of oh, have awesome. something and how cool would it be? Maybe you guys could do like a duo where like someone plays, someone sings and we're all kind of on Zoom or Maybe, you know, at the same spot if we can get everything coordinated too, but... Oh, yeah. Dicen los músicos, ¿qué me llevo? What do I take? <laughs> take the guitar, take the accordion, the drums, you let me know. I know, right? I think the accordion, right? I mean, you're la abuela, la accordeon, so, you know, you, you got to have the, the accordion. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Um, yes, I mean, let me know when and I, I'd love to. Awesome. Well, one last thing before I let you go here. Um, where, where can the audience listening right now follow you at? Like, name off, name off all the socials and... What not? <laughs> you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, como Marlene La Guerra del Acordeón. You can listen to my music with Los Reales del Norte or just with Banda. Uh, I also have a Spotify. See, and then I also have TikTok. I joined the TikTok world and you can find me there like La Guerra del Acordeón. Marlene, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. You know, it's been really great. First time that we have live music on here and You know, it's always really nice to be able to hear more about, you know, your story. And like I said, it's really inspirational how, you know, you basically started before you could speak <laughs> or before you could really speak a lot. Right. So, yeah, no, thank you, Luis. Thank you for having me. So once again, thank you so much to Marlene Dolores for being on the podcast tonight. Yeah. Another inspirational story about someone here from the 209 starting off at a really young age and building a really great career that is only going to continue to go up. It's really awesome to hear these things. And if any of y'all out there are trying to be a musician, just know that you just got to keep trying and eventually you can get there. And sometimes you got to get out of your comfort zone. And we sure talked about that earlier. And I think it's good for everyone to be able to hear those things because I think it's often thought that you're already extroverted if you're a singer and there's no way that you could be a shy person and you know still get up on stage and perform and yeah there are definitely people that have overcome that and it's really great so if you're someone out there who is listening right now and you feel like you're an introvert and nothing can ever change that you gotta have to have some hope and just again push yourself and you can actually uh, get to where you want to be and don't let anyone tell you, hey, you're too shy to do this because if you really want to do that, you can actually overcome that there. As I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, 
I invite you to go listen to her music. You can find her at La Guera del Acordeón and also with Los Reales del Norte on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, YouTube, among uh, others out there. I'm sure if you open your app, uh, she should be on that app as well. And also, once again, if you're not following the podcast on social media yet, I invite you to do so. You can find it at The 209 Journey on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. As I mentioned as well, I am going to be opening up a YouTube channel here shortly. I do have some plans for that. So check out the social so you can find out when the YouTube channel gets created, when that first video is up, because I would really appreciate if y'all would subscribe to it because I have plans to do some live shows there as well. And if you are subscribed, you can actually get notified every time a new episode goes up or anytime I go live. Be sure to tune into the podcast next week. I am going to be trying to do a weekly schedule as I had hoped for last year. I'm definitely going to be aiming for that this year. It's one of my New Year's resolutions, as I mentioned earlier. And uh, I have a lot of plans for the podcast itself as well. Different interviews that will be happening uh, from other cities as well. So just keep tabs on the show. Subscribe so you get notified each and every time a new episode gets posted. And if you do have a guest that you'd like to see on, feel free to share their social media with me and I'll reach out to them and see if they're able to hop on the show. Thank you so much to everyone for listening to the show tonight. Really appreciate it. And you'll hear me next week here on the 209 Journey Podcast.